podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Galaxy Shots podcast and tonight I am joined by a special guest in Alex Hurst who is a fellow podcaster on True Faith Podcast and chair of the Newcastle United Sports Trust. So first of all, Alex, how are you doing mate? Um, I'm really good, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. And I can't complain myself. No problem. So uh, it, it's been waiting to happen this for, for a few weeks now. We've been trying to arrange things, but obviously with we'll, we'll not go into it tonight, but obviously the takeover, I think we've all been sat waiting for, for that news to break. So we'll keep my diaries open at the minute. Um, but to, to tackle what we're looking at today in regards to the supporters' trust, do you just really want to introduce yourself and and how you came about being the the chair of the trust? Because obviously, you recently it's had a, had a bit of a reboot, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so the Supporters Trust is a, an organisation that exists purely to facilitate dialogue between the supporters of Newcastle United and the football club. So we do a couple of other things as well, but realistically, that's the aim for the be for that to be a a body that fans can join to try and put their message across to Newcastle United. Uh, my role, I got asked to join the trust in 2017 or 2018 um, by a previous board, and I was co-opted. And then uh, those lads had, had kind of really struggled with Newcastle United for various reasons for a long time. Um, the likes of, of Colin Whittle and Norman Watson put a lot of effort into founding the Newcastle United Fans Food Bank with the lads from NUFC Fans United. Um, and, you know, that was kind of where I came in and it kind of needed a little bit of a, a reboot and a, an attempt to try and reconnect with the football club, uh, which is which has been taking place over the last year or so. Uh, so I, I put together a new board, cope with a lot of people, and then we've set about the process of having democratic elections, the first of which we had at the back end of last year. I think there was nine, nine people put themselves forward and four elected to the board. I was lucky enough to be one of them. Um, all tremendous mags who 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 wanted to try and help Newcastle fans in some way. So we're delighted that so many people put themselves forward. We're going to try and have annual elections so that every year members can have a vote to see who runs the the trust. Um, approaching ten thousand members now, if not over ten thousand members. So one of the biggest trusts in the UK, which shouldn't surprise anyone because of the size of Newcastle United yeah. and the fan base. And yeah, that's pretty much it. The the board voted me to be the chair, which I'm pleased to. I mean, it's it's you know, it doesn't really I don't really do much apart from work with the others on the on on the board to try and take the trust forward, gain more members and and, and get the best deal for them through the football club. Yeah, so so you mentioned the likes of the board with the trust there and it's it's an election sort of thing now. You you nominate yourself to get elected on that. Are you looking for like a future? Are you looking for certain people to, to be involved with the trust? Someone that brings a little bit different to, to the likes of the board and the, the trust itself? Or is it basically, if you're interested in joining, put your name forward? And, and... Yeah, it's open to any member. So it doesn't, you don't have to live in Newcastle either. Um, we've got Greg on the board who lives in London Technology, as me and you are showcasing now. And you have been with your shows recently. Shows that we don't have to be in the same room to get things done. You could, you don't even have to be in the UK. So if you're watching this um, and you're a, you know you're based wherever, as long as you're a Newcastle fan, as long as you're a member of the trust, you can put yourself forward. The great thing is it, it doesn't really matter what I'm looking for in terms of other people on the board. It's it's an open democratic process, which means every member gets one vote. So my vote is worth no more than your vote, anyone else's vote. And you know, to be honest with you, the whole point of having a, a board is to try and reflect 
the mood of the membership so as diverse a, a, as possible in terms of people in terms of opinion that would be great to get as many different thoughts and viewpoints because um you know we we work really well together as a board now the seven of us but there's a you know you've got people who've been boycotting on that board you've got people who who are go home and away every single week you've got people who haven't been for 10 years because they, they weren't happy what what happened to keegan so there's a real difference among us but that's that's good because it'll be boring for all the same yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, mate. I think you, as best as anyone else, there, you'll, you'll understand with the things you do outside the trust and the things that, that I do over here is that everyone we work alongside, every member of our team has a different opinion on the current going-ons in Newcastle United. So, so getting those sort of people involved with the trust, it's only going to benefit Newcastle United fans and the relationship that they have with the club, really, isn't it? No, yeah, definitely, definitely. And like you say, with... with um your 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 um, mates who do your your channel it would be it'd be dead boring if everyone exactly. if everyone thought the same and and you just you just have to look Shopping these days can be underwhelming, but at QVC, we believe those who love to shop deserve a living, breathing way to shop, where product descriptions are alive with demos by creators, chats with inventors, and hosts who know the most. From self-care and kitchenware to fashion trends and forever faves, at QVC, we bring life to products and products to life. Shop qvc.com podcast and use code QVC15podcast for $15 off $30 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life. It's social media or Facebook or Twitter to see the absolute differences in opinion on every subject to do with Newcastle United. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm fully behind and agree with you there on that one. So I think personally, I joined the trust. Um, it was was it last year that the whole reboot was? And um, then you offered the was it a pound for for a yearly subscription or ten pound for a lifetime? Yeah. Um, I think it was around about then. I, I signed up for that one. I think I only opted for the year just to see what the trust was all about, with it being a, a new thing mm-hmm. personally for myself. Um, is that still the case now where people can only sign up when they want to? Yes, yeah, it's still. That's the first thing I did is I thought it was too, too expensive. It was £10 a year. And to be fair, a lot of supporters trust something down the, the country do follow that £10 a year model. But it's, it's a lot of money um, for, I mean, every, we want as many members as possible to have as big a voice. But we just, we just thought we don't, you know, just say we had 50,000 members. We, we'd have too much money almost. Yeah. Um, so the point is taking money off supporters you wouldn't necessarily need. We thought a pound a year was was reasonable. I mean, that, that pound that you've bought into there, that actually gives you a share in the trust for life. So if the club ever did sell to the fans, unlikely, unless we did a a, a certain other Northeast team uh on a time relegation year after year and went down the leagues, then we could look at buying the club. So you would still have a share in it. But in terms of being a member, which is kind of being able to vote in elections, being able to answer surveys, that, that's one pound a year. Um, so that's still the case. You can head to the trust website, pay through PayPal, pay using a card, and you remember for a year. You mentioned earlier on as well there that it's close to or nigh on over 10,000 now. Has that exceeded your expectations, what you were hoping for when you first signed up to this? Oh, massively, yeah. I'm so grateful to everyone who signed up. I think we were, I'll be honest, when we when we kind of rebooted it, the, the infrastructure wasn't really there. We didn't have a website. We didn't have a bank account. So we didn't have a lot. We didn't have a relationship with the club. We didn't have any members. So yeah. I think I would have been been really happy just to just to get to, to kind of a couple of thousand members and have, you know, at least start building towards something. Mm-hmm. So to get there so many so quickly, and, and even since the takeover, we've had about 500 new members. I say takeover, it hasn't happened yet. But, yeah. but even since then, 500 Newcastle fans from around the world have, have signed up. So 
that makes me really pleased. And although, you know, you can't please everyone, um, we get a lot of good feedback and, you know, there are still, what, four or 5,000 people filling in our surveys every time. And again, in terms of trying to, to, to gather a, a body of opinion, and I think this is probably one of the most important things we've done, even though the takeover have, hasn't happened. When we went and did that survey about whether fans were in favour of the takeover, mm. 96.7%. So in the numbers, favor, wasn't it? That's, that's, we've been able to push back against the narrative in some of the national and international media that Newcastle fans are conflicted, they don't want this takeover. And there are people out there who, who believe that, and that's absolutely fine. I'm not going to try and change their mind. They're entitled to that opinion. But from what we think we've showed and what I know from a personal perspective amongst my mates is everyone is not only pleased but absolutely delighted that this takeover is supposed to be happening. And having so many members being able to push that back towards people and say, actually, no, yes, you are right that some fans feel like that, but the vast majority of fans, and here's the proof, are massively behind this takeover. That's been really helpful, we think. Does it annoy you slightly? Because because I know personally it does annoy me that that the narrative we have seen in the likes of the media and things like that is that these people are against this takeover and this person this letter is getting sent this week and another one the next week. Um, does it frustrate you to the point where you're sitting looking at these numbers coming in through the trust thing and that that's not giving a true representation of Newcastle United fans? I know you've done if the, the trust itself has done a few bits in the media there, but do you feel as if the media should be giving you Castle fans a bit of a time on this one. Oh, definitely. Yeah, spot on. Like, there's a couple of different angles to approach it with. The first one is, you're right about the numbers and, and how many people actually support the takeover. It's not a good story, is it? Newcastle fans support takeover. Exactly. They're not going to run those stories. They're not going to have those interviews. Then you've got the kind of stuff which is put to us a lot, is you have a responsibility to stop this takeover. And, and I, have to, I have to remind some of these people <laughs> from time to time, hang on, you're getting paid for this not me, I'm doing you a favour by coming on and you're saying that me and every other Newcastle fans in our spare time need to form some sort of human rights protest and stop a takeover in which we'll have no say and which we're also massively for happening. Mm. It's just fantasy, isn't it? It's outside of these kind of media bubbles that it's just nonsense. Um, So it is frustrating and I have the same conversation like five times a week and we speak to, to, I mean, there was a lad from Germany uh, who's based in the UK but for German TV came and did a, an interview with me in, in Blythe, where I work, and he, the questions he was asking me, I had to stop him and just say, listen, the, the, no one thinks like this in Newcastle. No one is thinking about, well, I can't celebrate a goal because of this and that. I said, just not going to happen. I said, this takeover goes through. The first the first game at St. James's Park, win, lose, or draw, is going to be absolutely bouncing. There aren't going to yeah. be these thousands of people sitting on their hands because of stuff that has nothing to do with them. It's not real life, in my opinion. It, it is. For a very small number of people and I don't want to denigrate those people or, or tell them to change their mind but I mean I don't know whether it's the same with you and you know you've got big social media following and stuff like that surely you, you say the same thing that we do that everyone's just absolutely buzzing for this takeover yeah I mean I think if you had to put it in a low number it, let's say the, the 100 people that comment on the takes of a takeover you're probably going to get one or two that are going to be against the takeover based as a Newcastle United fan the the anger is obviously coming from overseas and coming from fans of other clubs. It, it is a very small minority of Newcastle fans and and probably rightly so from, from our point of view because we've, we've had Ashley Watt for 12, 13 years now and you've got the media coming out saying Newcastle fans should be against this takeover, they should be standing up um, and all those sorts of things. But, but how long as a fan base have we tried to 
to shift Ashley basically how, how many times we'll try to get him to, to sell the club and it's failed let's let's be honest with you to we have tried numerous times and, and we've tried all sort of revenues protests walkouts things like that and has it got any further really he's put the club up for sale but that's about it isn't it no spot on I've said that if there's one fan base who a is tired of of not just being able to support the team and crack on about the players and the results and whatever, it's us, and B, who's tried everything. And I said to a couple of journalists, listen, why don't you speak to the bloke who stands to get nearly a third of a billion quid from this sale? Because as much as likes of me and you and most people watching, I imagine, are absolutely delighted, we aren't, we aren't the one who are going to be massively or even massively richer because of it. So in the absence of being able to speak to him, to answer your original question, I think a lot of the media have just looked to us because to try and fill that void, and I don't think that's particularly fair. Yeah. Um, going back to the likes of the trust itself, you said earlier that, that you can't please anyone, everyone, sorry. And I know when, when the whole reboot started uh, and the makeover started that a lot of people were asking where, where the money's going. You're getting this amount of members going up, paying £10 for the year. Where's this money going? And obviously there's also accusations getting, getting thrown around. We'll not go into them in depth. But what would you say to those people that are that not necessarily against the, the trust, but question the, the money that's sat in a bank account for the trust. The money, the money is secure in the trust bank account. We are regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, so you know I, I don't think in this country you can get much more safe than that. We produce annual accounts which show the bank balance at the at the year end. I mean, the year end for us, I think, was the end of July, the end of August, and there was there was thirty odd grand in the account. It's still there. Um, you know, there were suggestions put to us by a couple of emails saying you should spend the money on this or that. It's as, as much as I'd have, you know, kind of agreed or would have liked to help some of the causes that these people mentioned. As a board member of the trust, it's written in our articles um, that we cannot use that money for any other purpose than for the supporters' trust. That's a good thing to me because if anyone was to get on the board in the future, and, you know, I might not get elected next time, I might not want to stand, could be anybody. Uh, obviously, I trust members to pick the right people who have got the trust's best interests. But it just means that your, you know, you, Chris, as a member, your money can't, it cannot legally be spent on anything other than to advance the supporters' trust. And that's a good thing to me because it stops someone using the money for things they shouldn't use, or or something personal, or some or a conflict of interest with who someone who's got a business who spends the money on stuff. Yeah. It could only be using it. You know, if I was to spend the money, even if I was to do, donate the money to charity. You as a member could complain to the FCA and say, ah, you know, the trust's articles um, when it was in, incepted as a company say that this is all the money is going to be used for. This board member has used that money for something else. I would like I would like you, the Financial Conduct Authority, to recover that money for me and I would be legally liable to repay that money to the trust. Yeah. So it's 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 very safe. Yes, it, it, the trust is in a, in a fortunate financial position. Um, what can we use that money for down the line beyond our you know yearly costs of legal fees and the website and stuff, which aren't you know they're they're not cheap, but it's it's nowhere near the kind of sums we've we've talked about. Well, that's going to be up to the members. So you know we, we do have plans. I think like you you said at the top of the show, you know the takeover happening for the whole football club for everything to do with the football club is the key thing next. But after that, beyond that, this year we want to have another election. We want to make the board bigger. 
want to get more people involved who might not want to be on a board, but they might want to help Newcastle fans in some way. Run the Army's race in person at the Pentagon. Army 10-Miler general registration is now open. Go to army10miler.com to register today. General registration presented by General Dynamics. Register today at army10miler.com. So we do have a lot of fans, a lot of fans, a lot of plans to, to integrate fans into what we do and how the trust develops this isn't you know what we are now isn't the final product it isn't finished it, it, it doesn't sound particularly sexy or enjoyable but a lot of my time is taken up doing behind the stuffs admin trying to get things sorted out structurally legally financially making sure that everything's on a, on a good platform because we, we picked it up at a low ebb it's it's the truth it's it's like it's almost like the the owners of the club or hopefully owners of the club now on the takeover they're going to find a mess at Newcastle yeah. United, in my opinion, they're going to find a skeleton staff across the club, people that work hard but are under-supported, underpaid probably. They're going to find, well, they're going to find millions of pounds of tickets. And so, so we were in a, in a totally different scenario in the same position, and we're all volunteers. We'll all do this in our spare time. So it's getting the trust to that position where we can take it forward. But the, the money is absolutely secure and safe. Um, we produce accounts annually. I release those accounts publicly. We'll put them on Twitter. We showed the money that was in the bank, and it's it's safe. It's not going anywhere. There's no plans for it. No, perfect, perfect. Um, you, you've you've answered that more than I was expecting. To be fair, mate. Um, that that was one of the the concerns I think back. But like I said, when the the reboot did happen, though. Um, so going forward on this one, there you said that the money can only be spent for the, the likes of, of things associated with with the Newcastle United Sports Trust. Do you have anything penciled in, or any ideas, or, or anything in the future where you think? think that th- this may, may be a good cause for, for the money go on anything like that yeah, yeah I, I do have ideas I have to stress that we have, you know th- these aren't ideas that we've talked about as a board um, mm-hmm. we've got enough going on without planning to spend money you know like for example the elections that would do they cost about 600 quid yeah. because we get an outside body to make sure the elections run fairly and can't be not that anyone would but you know it's it's best for transparency that it's run by the football supporters association and not us but i think i think we all dream of of having a club that's regularly competing at cup finals um, competing in Europe and, and I, I suppose if the, if the trust continues to grow and has the money and again this I'm not making any promises because I might not be on the board but I'd love the money to be used to help support us with costs so if the trust could could help with transport to games if it could help with um, events you know I mean there's there's some great stuff goes up and down on and down the country with other trusts and other big fan groups you know Liverpool got to the, the Champions League final last year and so did Spurs and both their supporters trusts were, were integral to the journeys because obviously you know transport and particularly if it was Newcastle there wouldn't be a train or a plane or a you know a ferry that wouldn't be packed out if we got to a European final yeah. just a European game to be honest with you um so I, I think that in an ideal world that's what I'd like to see us be able to do like support reduce the cost for supporters you'd also hope the football club uh, would be interested in 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 something like that and you, you do see clubs up and down the country I think Leicester are a good one for always putting on free travel to away games and that and given Giving them, giving fans a free pint and stuff like that. We, we've never had anything like that, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that in, in, is is the kind of big picture answer. Um, you know, if the trust is going to have a good bank balance in the future, then if that money's been put in by supporters, then it should be spent on supporters. Yeah, is the is the main overall aim and goal on this one? It basically, what most fans want is 
a connection with the club, really. Uh, not necessarily a voice for the fans, but but a door, so so a door that can be opened to the club and, and have that tiny bit of connection, which, which we haven't had for so many years now. Yeah, spot on. I, I totally agree with all that. And to, to stick up for the Premier League for a second, and I know we're not massive fans of the Premier League at the minute, the rules they have for their clubs are pretty good on what they're supposed to do. And, and, and their rules in the Premier League handbook for, for football clubs say you should have at least one supporters liaison officer who produces documents and policies that fans understand the club's direction and the club's goals on on the stadium, on ticketing, on everything to do with fans. Well, I, I can't see anything um, from Newcastle United on that. And they, they want clubs to open dialogue with supporters. And I always say this to people, it's quite funny when you say, oh, it can't just be the trust. I absolutely 100% agree. You know, if new owners come in, I wouldn't want them to only speak to the supporters trust. You've got loads of different groups out there. You've got like the Disabled Supporters Association. You've got United with Pride. You've got War Flags. You've got a great football media out there who, if the, you know, if the current people who are in the club, like if Lee Charney, for example, gave um, monthly interviews to the Chronicle or, or videos or whatever, or came on a, a channel like yourselves, the, fa- the fans would benefit from that by the fact that he's taken the time to engage and wants fans to hear what he's got to say. So that communication is really important. And the trust, the, the, the Premier League clubs have to speak to their supporters' trusts or su- supposed to speak to their supporters' trusts. And I've spent a lot of time in the last year trying to sort that relationship out. And I've spent a lot of time in St. James's Park trying to sort it out. I, I did think we were making progress until about Christmas. Very slow progress, because Newcastle, but progress. Since then, not really. I've, I've, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed, really, um, with how it's gone. Obviously, the, the pandemic cut things short. But you, you are right. It's just, it's not about making decisions or it's not about making demands of the club. It's about, this summer, last summer, was a great example. The silence from the club about first Rafa and then his replacements just just killed so many people in terms of being interested and being fans. Not only making what we would consider to be shocking decisions, you can't even be bothered to talk to us about them through the media or through the trust or through whoever. And and I just think that something like the trust and, the, you know, the club have said all the right things to us and they want a really good relationship and they want fans to know what's going on. And, you know, we, we get contacted by people who have got serious issues. And I, it, it, I like the fact that they're able to come to us and we're able to speak to the club and provide a solution. That's great. But also the club should provide those avenues themselves sometimes. So if a fan's got a ticketing issue or, or getting no with the box office, there should be a higher level at the club that a fan feels that good. It was saying, listen, this is, this is a piss take here. I've been charged for three tickets and only bought two. Or the, the last three lots of tickets haven't turned up. And then you've got a fanny on and go to the box office in person with ID and all that. That they should that, that hierarchy at the club, there should already be someone at the club for fans to get in touch with. It doesn't shouldn't have to be through us. I'm pleased we've been able to help and the club have been good with us trying to help the club. You know, the club were... I slag them off all the time, right? But you have to give credit where it's due. The club were great over the Bournemouth stuff. I was at Bournemouth last season when when we spilled onto the pitch when we scored and Matt Ritchie ran over. Yeah, The club were good. and I think I felt like the club did try and fight the fans' corner and didn't just try and hang them out to dry. But that's like one example I can think of. And it should be like that more often. There should be an open communication stream between supporters and the club through the trust, but through other organisations as well. That, that allow us to feel like they care what we think, but it's not the case. It's basically the case where, where personally you feel as if 
you shouldn't necessarily need the trust. You, you shouldn't need that middleman to, to be that contact for the club. Like you say, there should be someone designated to a job role, and, and we'll both know ourselves that that there's people in that club um, that have not just one job, but they'll have two, three roles to tackle with. And the, the, the way the club has been run, not just over the last, last 13 years, but it's gradually got worse, to, to be honest with you. Um, but one of, one of the things I did want to touch on is... The supporters trust. How how is that different to to what we've seen in the past in regards to the likes of the fans forum and things like that? Because obviously the fans forum always came under heavy heavy criticism, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I, and I I worked with the club this year because I you know they admitted that the fans forum wasn't wasn't really working for them. It wasn't working for us as supporters. Um, it was more of a ticky box exercise, as what people used to refer to as, didn't it? Definitely was well. In my opinion, it was for the club to say to the Premier League, look, look, we're doing this. Here's the minutes. Here's the people. Um, I, I, I can't give you an easy answer because that has to come from the new owners. But but you're right that you know I'll give you an example. Uh, Southampton, you know, for their fan communication, I don't know whether they still do it, but they did it a couple of years ago. They just they just did a YouTube chat with a lot of fans mm. and, and fan groups and podcasts and 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 whatever. And like you can't get more transparent than that. Kind of like take, no. take and Aston Villa are very good at it. I, I know I don't like Villa, but like as a football club, they're very good at. Um, to, to be honest with you, I, mean, I think you can go a lot closer to home. Uh, and when Sunland first got took over, they, their connection with the fans by going on the likes of, of podcast news stations, radio stations and things like that, that, that was second to none. I know it, it ended quite sour with some of the podcasts over on, on the weir side. But like you said, every single channel, podcast, radio station, every single one at one has something different to add. And as, of course, we'll have a crossover of people that, that listen and, and watch these things. But everyone has different opinions and going on and having that connection through one of those those media outlets it, it can only be a good thing for the club can't it no definitely and even even Sunderland's Sunderland's version of the trust is, is called Red and White Army and they have a great relationship or at least a, a, a very firm relationship with their with 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 their owners and I know their owners are <laughs> there's plenty dodgy stuff about them out out there and and it looks like they're going to very unfortunately spend another season in League One but they they have open meetings where you can come, you can buy a ticket, you can go and you can listen, and it just it's just giving a shit really, isn't it? It just shows it just shows that you care, and I'd love nothing more than than to hear Amanda Staley or whoever through your podcast when when she signs because she's directly speaking to Newcastle fans through mm. you, and like the, the trust from to bring it back to the trust, the, the point for us is that it, you know you, you I'll use you as an example because we're talking now. Um, you know, you and and your you know your mates who do the show with you will be able to put across a lot of big picture stuff to Amanda Stavely on, on you and us and stuff like that. But at, at the trust, we will, we want to do big picture stuff. But we also, you know, you couldn't or you are or Radio Newcastle or whatever, you couldn't cover every single issue to do with the club. Okay. You'd be there all day. We want a relationship with just just more than the very top of the club. If one of our people has a ticket in issue, we should be able to speak to one of the supporter liaison officers or a designated person at the box office to say, this is the issue, we want to help, let's get it sorted. And then everyone moves on. At the minute, there just isn't the staff to do that, like you said, and there isn't the willingness from the hierarchy for, for fans to have that kind of role at the club. Mm -hmm. And I get asked a lot what I'd like to, to see from an ideal relationship from new owners and I say it's not about like making demands or telling them what we think or telling them who to play in goal or mental stuff like that. I mean, obviously Martin Debraca plays in goal, but think of a question with a real answer, like you know, a, a contentious answer. But it's it's just to be listened to. And just every time the club has a decision to make about fans, consult fans, 
There are loads of people who want to help them. Even now, there are people who want to help them, not hinder them. We want to help you make the club better, but there's just nothing. There's none of that. No, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm sure I personally, yourself, you reach out to the club um, to to offer a helping hand, and and I've done it. I know other people that have done it, and a lot of the time you do get a reply back. But basically, the reply back is "our hands are tied," sort of thing. So hopefully, in the future, that that is something which we can tackle. Fingers crossed that that these new owners come in. What I wanted to take a step a step away from from the likes of the trust and everything at the moment, and what I've seen recently. In regards to the 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 news of a takeover and and the this going through is I've seen connection between fans a lot more on social media and certain fan groups and and channels and outlets and things like that being being more intertwined with each other really rather than and snapping at each other and obviously trying to be better than the next one with with Ashley and the basically him him leaving the club. I've seen that connection between fans come back, which is quite rare as a fan base. You'll know yourself, the fans are always at loggerheads with each other. As a fan base, we're probably the most unique in regards to always fighting each other. Um, Personally, have you seen anything like that? Definitely, I totally agree. I think one of the saddest things about the Ashley years is how how much we've turned on ourselves against each other. whether it be about, you know, boycotts or season tickets or or even like, you know, even now if you try and mention away points or lot of points on Twitter, it's just it's just a meltdown, isn't it? Um, we're not getting away points, yeah. mate. We're not <laughs> we're not tackling this one tonight. But but it, but it, it is good in, in like, you know, like you say, like accounts and, and, and big accounts and stuff like that and fan media, like we all we all support the same club, don't we? We all we all want the same thing. So I, I do I think it's a great new opportunity for people to to work together, to to remember we're all on the same team, and that's um, like I just I, I'm sure you'll agree, but I just think literally anything is possible at Newcastle United. You know, if if Amanda Staveley and whoever was buying Bournemouth or Villa or someone, then yeah, they might do all right and they might get in the top six maybe. But if they buy Newcastle United and do it right, anything is possible. And the same for us as fans. Like if we work together and it's a much more positive, happy place to be, you'll see great things. Well, a lot of people laugh at the whole sleeping giant giant tagline, don't they? But in essence, it's correct. Like you said, I, I compare Newcastle to the likes of, of Liverpool and we've saw what Liverpool can achieve. And as the likes of a structure as, as a club and, and fan-based stadium structure and things like that, I don't think we're, we're far off the likes of Liverpool. Of course, Liverpool's history is they've got supporters worldwide and, and a lot of them. But using those as an example, if this takeover goes through... We as a club, we could be unstoppable. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And wasn't that long ago? Well, it, it probably was. What nine years ago? Eight years ago? 2011-12. We finished above them in the league. And mm. um, uh, since then, they've had their own. Well, I think they were taken over before that. But they're a well-run club. So for all their history, uh, which is massive, and their fan base, which is massive, they're a well-run club, which engages the supporters and has a really good relationship. And yeah. You know, the, 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 their, their engagement and communication with their fans is is second to none. Like, I, I look at, at some of the likes of, of what we do, so the likes of the, the podcast and things like that. I look at the Liverpool side of things, and, and I've got a couple of mates out that work for different ones. And the relationship and, and the things that they put out as podcasts and, and access that they have to the club and to players and to managers, coaches, things like that, it is 
unbelievable. And as as a Newcastle fan, watching Liverpool do that, I'm intrigued. And, and I sit watching, I couldn't really care about that club. But I'm sitting there and I find myself watching more and more videos about, about that club and their players. And it it opens a lot of doors, doesn't it, having that communication? Oh, massively, and in, in, I'll go back to it, it, it makes the supporters feel valued, that the club are bothered about what the supporters think. So they go to the the fan channels and the podcasts and the YouTube channels and stuff like that to try and get it. You know, it's great for those channels, but it's also great for the supporters and therefore great for the football club. Like everyone wins, no one loses. Like it's, it just seems yeah. so strange that other, particularly Newcastle, like other clubs don't follow that, that lead. Mm. No, you're right. Um, just to, to wrap this one up, mate, um, we've been going for, for half an hour there. In re- if, People watching, people listening, if they are intrigued by, by the likes of the Supporters Trust and they're all looking at signing up, how can they do it? Yeah, great question. They can go to nufctrust.co.uk or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at, at nufctrust. Uh, join up today, become a member, have a voice, have a say. Next time we have a supporter survey, and, and to be fair, our last supporter survey has gone around the world and is, is we've been able to stand up for Newcastle fans in this takeover because of the voice of, of, of people who sign up so together we're stronger doesn't mean we'll have to agree on everything but it, it means that as a, as a supporter and a supporters group that we'll have the trust to at least try and represent what supporters are actually feeling and thinking and hopefully with this takeover when it finally does go through we're, we're really hopeful new owners will want to engage with the trust and take on your feedback and the only way you can direct that feedback is by having a say and joining up for one pound. So we'd love to have you on board. There's there's no greater feeling when I log into my inbox and see a bucket load of new members and, and people who've decided to join the course. And I, I can vouch for you. Um, a lot of the things that I've subscribed to, uh, I'm quite wary of them because of the likes of the, the amount of emails and, and spam and stuff that you get from them. As as a, a member of the trust myself, you don't get this that with with this trust. Basically, if you're getting an email from from the trust, there's a reason for it. It's not a case of, like I said, just filling your, your inbox up for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, no, we we only we don't want to bother people, but uh, so important stuff only I. Exactly. The, the more emails you, you send to me, mate, the more I'm I'm skipping past them and not reading them. So so keep it on a minimum. I'll tell you that. But yeah, thanks thanks for coming on. Thanks for for, for what you're doing with the trust. It it is appreciated from by myself and the rest of the lads that are signed up through through the, what we do over here. And like you said, hopefully we'll we'll have some fantastic news first in the next next couple of days, the week, month. I don't I don't care how long it is, mate. As long as it happens and. Hopefully, it's it's a big step forward for not just the, the club, but for the fans as well. I hope so. Fingers crossed, just like everyone else. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.